Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the peace that you give us. Thank you for the hope that you give us. Thanks for your presence in our lives. And God, I just want to ask your blessing uh, that your word, which is alive and active, would truly go right to the depths of our heart. Meet us right where we are, Jesus, with your sweet love. And we ask for it in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, after Thursday, y'all, it's a new reality. Um, I took my son, Caleb. He was one of the few that still went to school on Friday. And, and um, driving Caleb to school and just saying, man, buddy, uh, 54 years, I have never experienced anything like this. Um, you are literally experiencing a worldwide phenomena. And it's a real, it's a reality. COVID-19 is real. The people who have grieved the deaths are real. The financial fallout is real. And the lack of toilet paper is real. (laughs) It is unbelievable to see the pictures. I actually went to the grocery store and saw the empty shelves. But the frustration is real. Um, There are so many plans that are being canceled. Actually, by Friday, on this week, uh, this Friday, uh, there were a group of us who were planning on going to Honduras. And man, this team, amazing team of people, we raised our money, we got the support, we've been in communication, we put our plans together, and obviously we're not going. My daughter Ashlyn is a huge soccer fan, and uh, we found out that one of our friends, she found out, I knew this, but one of our friends is actually from Spain, and she met him and told her, told him how excited she was about soccer and how she loved Messi, and then he says, yeah, and my cousin has season tickets to Barcelona. So my daughter said, Dad, we're going. So she raised all the money to get her ticket. We got some miles and, uh, and now we're not going because it was going to be in April. And now this lifelong dream isn't happening. Schools are canceled. Kids are psyched. Parents are freaking out. Your job, the way you do your work is surely being interrupted. And maybe worse of all, um, no March Madness. Are you kidding me? But I want to tell you, I have had some guys call me and say, all right, Nelson, way to go. So you fast from sports for Lent, and God just cancels all the sports. <laughs> really appreciate that. So, um, yeah, but frustration is real. But not only that, um, the fear is real. I think maybe the top three things that we as humans find our security in are actually being threatened right now. We find our security in being healthy, and now our health is threatened, or maybe not for the majority of us, but for those that we love, their health is being threatened. Um, Our finances are a major place of security for us, and we just know that as this continues, um, many people are going to struggle, and that causes a lot of fear when we find security in our money. In our relationships, um, It's just going to be different. This is different. People you usually get to run into on a Sunday, you're not running into. Some of you are not going to be with your coworkers now. And already, there are so many people who just feel lonely, and now we're even going to feel possibly more isolated. Um, And so the fear is real. And so the reality is, you guys, we need something greater than these things. Our health is important, finances are important, our relationships are important, 
But apparently, if they can all be lost, then we need something greater than those. And I just want to, this morning, remind you or maybe tell you for the first time that part of the salvation that Jesus Christ brings, and he brings a lot when he saves us, but, but one of the things he actually saves us from is the ability to overcome these fears. That's part of salvation, is being able to overcome sin, but also fears. So I just want to tell you, I'm going to give you a ton of scripture today, because as I was thinking about this, I realized you don't really need to hear what I have to say as much as all of us need to hear what God says, what he has said through the ages, because generation after generation has had had tragedy, and what he's saying to us now. Listen to what Jesus says to you. John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. I, got, I just got to tell you, I am so grateful that Jesus said this. Because we might think that even, we got connected back to you, God, like you should just help us through. And he's like, well, I'll help you. But in this world, you are going to have trouble. But then here's what he says. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And in that same section in John, he said this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. And I think that's really important phrase that he said, because the world also offers us peace. Like we, when we're doing good financially, we, we're at peace. And when our relationships are good, we're at peace. And when we're healthy, <laughs> we're at peace. And yet Jesus is going, yeah, but you can lose your health and finances and relationships. So I'm not going to give to you as the world gives because the world gives you peace, but it also can give you anxiety and fear. But I'm going to give you my peace. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So since the fears are real, and here's the verse that I want to capture with you today. 1 John 4.18 says this. Perfect love drives out all fear. Perfect love drives out all fear. Here's my goal. It was for me as I worked through this message. It's for me in my own life. It's my goal for all of us by the time we're done with this message today that we would realize and believe that we can, it is possible, to be empty of fear and full of love. Because perfect love drives out all fear. So I think it's interesting, actually, that we are celebrating Lent, that that the, the coronavirus actually came at a time when we have been preparing ourselves to focusing our minds and our hearts on the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because if perfect love drives out any fear that we have, then what is perfect love? Well, 1 John 3.16 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. When we know that God loves us so much that Jesus Christ would lay down his life for us, but then we have to ask the question, well, why, why did he lay down his life for us? The scriptures tell us so that we could be reconciled to God so that we wouldn't be separated from God, but that we would actually be with God. So so you guys, here's what's so great. This is how we know what love is. God wanted 
to be with you. That's what love is. Love is God saying, I want you to be with me. I don't want you to ever have to go through one more second of your life without me. So I love you so much that I'm going to send Jesus Christ to forgive you of all of your sin so that your life and my life can be together. So we've got, and this is funny, a lot of the passages I'm going to share with you today are classic. You know why they're, but, but you know why they're classic? Because we need them. Because they are the core, right? Let's go to the definition of Christianity. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. The world is in trouble right now. The world is shaken right now. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have, possess eternal life. But I, 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 to be honest with you, sometimes I think, well, well how's, people might go, well, what's eternal life? It doesn't help me to know that I'm going to live forever when things right now are falling apart. Okay? Well, then we need to help us understand, remember, or again, maybe here for the first time. What is eternal life that God loved you so much that he wanted to give you? It's him. Eternal life is the very life of God. It's his presence. In 1 John 1, 2, it says, the life appeared, we have seen it, and we testify to it, we pro- listen, we proclaim to you the eternal life which, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. They were saying Jesus Christ is the eternal life. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then Jesus told us this. In John 17, 3, he said, now this is eternal life, so he's going to define it again, that you know the one true God and Jesus whom you sent. So, when you, but for God so loved the world, they didn't want us to perish, but give us the gift of eternal life. What he was giving us was himself. And when we know him, and, and, and this is fascinating to me, we did a whole, whole series back in January talking about what it means to actually experience God. Because when he says eternal life is that you know him, it does not mean learning things about God. That doesn't save anybody. That doesn't help anybody just to learn things about him. The knowing that we're talking about here is when you experience somebody, like I know my wife and I know my friends. God is saying, when I come, my presence, when I'm with you, when you're reconciled to me, that is eternal life. And then, you guys, what he's offering us today as we go through what we're ha- what's happening here with the coronavirus, you can have his peace. You can have his joy. You can have his hope, his wisdom to know how to handle this, his strength You can have his lordship, which means there's somebody here to help you. You can have his power. And most importantly, again, today, you can have his love. And perfect love drives out fear. Why? Because his love is experienced by his presence. He's saying, I'm with you. I am with you. And I love you. And when that happens then that can drive out our fear. 
So let me just walk you really quickly through Psalm 23. This is another passage I just felt. Classic passage. We hear this one all the time. You know why? Because we need it in moments like these. Psalm 23, it starts off and it says, The Lord is my shepherd. And you know what's great? That was in the Old Testament, in the Psalms. But in the New Testament, what did Jesus say? In John 10, 14 through 15, he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, right? There it is again. My sheep experience me. I experience that we, we know each other. And then he says, and I lay down my life for my sheep. The Lord is our shepherd and he loves you today. He loves you and he lays down his life for you. And then he says later in verse 27 and 28, my sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life. I give them my peace and my hope and my strength and my love. I give them myself. Fascinating. And then Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I have everything I need. Second Peter 1.3 says this, God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and for godless, godliness. How? Through our knowledge of him. Again, and that word is our intimate knowing of him. Through experiencing God's life with us. God with us. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. So can I just tell you, if you do lack peace today, if you lack hope today, if you lack strength, if it's sapped today, whatever you lack, God has everything you need. And then the Psalm 23 goes on. He says this, the shepherd makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And this is important. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. That's eternal life. In this world, you're going to have trouble. In this world, you're going to have coronaviruses. In this world, you are going to have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world, and I will be with you. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. And by the way, you know, you might read that and go, what in the world does that mean? Well, if you prepare a table for you, what he's saying is, I'm, pre- I'm actually preparing a feast for you. <laughs> I'm literally putting out the food. And anytime you put out a food, what he was saying was, you and I, like food always connects with fellowship. Food is always about relationship. So when he says, you prepare a table for me. He's saying, I'm with you again. I'm with you in the presence of your enemies. And then he goes, you anoint my head with oil. 
And that was always a sign of a treatment of a guest. It was a sign of hospitality. In other words, saying, you're with me. And then he ends by saying this, surely, surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. That means Thursday when all this went down. That means today. That means tomorrow. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will be in the presence of God forever. God is with me because what he loved me so much that he laid down his life so that he and I could experience every day together. And when that happens, you guys, guess what? You can be empty of fear because you're full of love. But here's another thing that's so important in times like this. It says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, eternal life, the other thing that's fascinating about eternal life is eternal means literally beyond time. And so since it's beyond time, and this is kind of hard for us to understand, but that means it takes care of our past. So that's part of the beautiful things. When you receive Jesus in your life, he forgives you. Everything that's happened, he redeems and he restores. But eternal life means not just the past. It means right now. Right now. And that's what I've just been telling you. He's with you. But eternal life does also mean the future. And it's beyond us. And so we, and, and here's what is so great about being a Christian during really difficult times like this. We know that we are made for something greater than just this life. And so part of the hope when trouble comes is that there's something greater. First Peter 1, 3 through 4 says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Can I just, can I just ask you, could you use some like living hope right now? Absolute hope. He goes, that's what we have. And he says, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, listen to this, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade because it's kept in heaven for you. In other words, you can't lose this one. You can't lose this. There is something that you and I possess that we can't lose. We can lose our health. We can lose our job. We can lose our finances. We can lose relationships. And God is saying, I know. So let me give something to you you cannot lose. And that is the inheritance of my presence, which assures you. And that inheritance is kept in heaven for you. You have a living hope that no matter what happens on this earth, eventually we will be with him forever. He's with me now. And I want to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And then this is one of my, like I said, I, like I told you, I have so much scripture because this is, you guys, I don't, this is just how I operate, man. How am I getting through this? I am getting through this by the word of God. <laughs> I'm not getting this I so appreciate our government officials and the people in the health organization. I am so grateful for their leadership and all they're doing. But my hope in this 
is the word of God. So here's one of my favorite passages that helps me in hard times. Hebrews 4, 16 through 18, it says this. Therefore, we do not lose heart. How's that one sound? <laughs> like, let's not lose heart. We don't have to. See, we don't have to lose heart in this. When people around us are shaking, we don't have to shake. Why? We don't lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. Outwardly, that doesn't, if it's something that happens to our body, if it's something that happens to us out in the world, outwardly, we can waste away. But in the deepest part of your soul, we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Now, before you dismiss that verse, because he said light and momentary, Three chap- this is 2 uh, uh, Corinthians 4. I said the wrong. It's 2 Corinthians 4. In 2 Corinthians 1, just three chapters earlier in the letter, Paul said, I don't want you to be uninformed, brothers, of the hardship that we're facing far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired even of life. He, he, he was struggling at the depths of his being. But even though he was struggling that much, now he says, but I don't lose heart because those troubles, coronavirus troubles, financial troubles, all these troubles, he says, they are light and momentary compared to the eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Now, in human experience, he goes, they're not light. He goes, I, I'm despairing even of life. I am freaking out. I am really struggling. But if I'll stop and remember, I have a living hope. I have something greater and eternal glory. Once I know that, it far outweighs the heaviness of what I'm going through right now. That's what we need. So he ends it by saying this. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen. Did you hear that? You don't fix your eyes on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Can I, can I just, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm checking Fox News and CNN and KSL and every, all day. <laughs> I am. I'm, I, I want to know what's going on. But the first thing I do every morning is I fix my eyes on what is unseen on him. So it helps me to get through the stuff that I'm seeing. All right? So here's my prayer for you. And it's not my prayer. I'm adopting Paul's prayer. It's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 through 19. Listen to this prayer. I pray that out of his glorious riches, out of God's glorious riches, that he may strengthen you, that God might strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, in your soul, in your heart, you will be strong. I'm praying that he'll do that so that, listen to this, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. What's he saying? Again, how does perfect love drive out fear? Perfect love is God saying, I want to be with you. And so he's praying, well, then God, may his Holy Spirit inside you strengthen you with power so that Jesus Christ will literally dwell in your heart. Jesus, 
can be in you right now. And that's how you can have everything that you need. And then he says, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. How full is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. And what again, what that means is to know, the first word is the Greek word gnosko again, to experience the love of God that surpasses head knowledge. Just knowing that God loves you intellectually, again, is not the life. It's having him in you. It's his presence, the very life of God, loving you. I pray you'd have that so that you may be filled, filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Come on, man. This is what he's offering you today. You can be empty of fear and full of the whole measure of the fullness of God. Full of love. And then Romans 8, 35 through 39. Listen to this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble... Shall trouble? Shall everything that we're going through? Or hardship? Because there's definitely hardship and there's probably more to come. Or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. Shall any of these separate us? Can they separate us from the love of God? Can we, can they make us not experience this hope? And then he says, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, now listen to this, nor anything else in all of creation. And the coronavirus is part of the creation. Nothing, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. He is with you. And he loves you. Now, if we're filled to all the measure of the fullness of God, if that's true, then here's what's really awesome. That means if I have God's love inside of me and I'm at peace, then I can love everybody else and I can give them my peace. And this is what's true. This is how God wants to bring his peace into the world. He wants to bring it through others who have his peace. It's because, guys, if we're empty of love, I mean, sorry, empty of fear and full of love, God pours his love into our hearts so it'll flow from us. And now let me just address this, okay? Because we should be the people, those of us who have the love of God and have his presence with us, we are so secure right now because he's with us and we are absolutely secure of our future if we're at that much rest and that much peace, then we're the ones who can go into the world and be full of love, all right? We have the ability to help alleviate the fears that are going on around us. I, I read to you early, earlier, 1 John three sixteen. It said, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. But that's only half the verse. You know what the second half is? And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and our sisters. So that's what we're going to do. Now, how do we do this? How do we do this? 
I am so proud of our team and excited for K2 and the opportunity that's affording us. So uh, any, at any time, you can just go to our website, www.k2thechurch.com, okay? And at the very top, you will see a tag that says resources. And throughout this whole ordeal, whole ordeal, as long as it takes, just click on that button, okay? And we will have resources for you, okay? First one is how do, how do we do this? How do we actually lay down our lives for our brothers? Well, we do this, <laughs> We don't, we don't gather together, right? Because we love our community. We love those who are more, more prone to be able to catch this illness. And we say, we're going to do our part. So we provide this resource to say, hey, we still want you to hear God's word and worship together and be in fellowship. So we're going to do it online. By the way, if you have children, one of the greatest resources we are offering you, and you can click, there's a little a button that says Kids Church Live. So if you have kids, you can click on that, and there's some amazing resources. I watched one of them this morning. So proud of our Adventure Canyon team who's saying, listen, now parents, you can spend time with your kids. Take advantage of that resource. And don't just watch the video with them. Like, actually talk with them about it. This is an amazing opportunity for you to connect with your kids, okay? How do we lay down our lives for each other? Hebrews 10, 25 through 27, just lays it out. It says first, let us hold unswervingly, I love that word, unswervingly to the hope we profess, okay? First thing we gotta do is what we already talked about. Hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he who promised is faithful. But then listen to this. And he, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, Help us. Here's what we can do, you guys. Let's spur each other on to love and good deeds. I'm so bummed because um, I'm one of the posts I, I saw on Facebook, and I thought I knew who it was, and then I went and I couldn't find it. So if you're listening, and this is you, please resend me this post. <laughs> but um, but they but they shared somebody put together a sheet of paper. So how can we do some good deeds right now? This person put a sheet of paper together and it said, hello, my name is, I could put Dave Nelson, and I live at 1323 Downington. You can put your address on there. And then what they did is they say, and we're here to help you in any way possible. And then they listed some potential needs. And you know what they did? And then they went into their neighbor's neighborhood and they put the sheet on every door in their neighborhood. And they just wanted people to know. It's like, listen, if you happen to be isolated, you can't get out we live next to you and we will help you. I'm like, what a great idea. I just, I love that. See, I read that and that spurred me on to love and good deeds. That's what we do in this time. I am so excited. Uh, Derek has led the charge on this and it's just a great thing. We want to help any of you, okay? If you're part of the K2 community, all right, or beyond, and you just go, listen, um, I feel like we're at risk to catch this virus, and so we feel like we need to stay home. Or if you have symptoms and you need to stay home, um, then we want to help you, okay? And again, so all you have to do is you go to the resource page, click on that, you can fill out a home, uh, fill out a form that will let us know that you are a family or a person who feels, feels like you need to self-quarantine yourself right now, okay? And if that's the case, then we have a team of people. We, are re- we will reach out to you. We will pray for you. And if there's things that we can provide for you, if we can go shopping for you, we are going to take care of your needs, okay? 
So K2, let's do that for each other. And by the way, so if you would like to be on that team that actually is part of the reaching out and, and helping people, go to the resource page and you can click out a form there as well and say, count me in. I actually want to be part of the team that's loving other people. All right? Let's be full of love. Jesus laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters, okay? Then the next thing, the passage says, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. So meeting together, you guys, is super important. Now, obviously, we can't do the large gathering right now, but that's why, from the very beginning, we have always said that we, if you just experience Sunday morning, it's not the relationship that God actually wants you to have. So, at K2, we have life together groups. And I just want to encourage you, as long as it's appropriate, and we're gonna, we'll just continue to follow the health leaders and our government leaders uh, in what's the appropriate thing to do. But right now, it's don't gather the more than 100. Well, most of our small groups aren't that big, okay? So I think we're okay. But if you do, so I want to encourage you, get together next Sunday. Have people in your home and watch the service together. Continue to do life together. Now, let me just say this because I know I, you can't just get online or hear anything without hearing these, but I want to I say this because this is really important. If you do decide to get together, then be wise, right? Number one, if you have any symptoms, if you're sick at all, if you've been around people who have, then just don't go. Please just honor this and don't attend, <laughs> Secondly, if you do show up, make sure you're doing personal hygiene, washing your hands, everything that everybody's telling you. If you're the host, clean your home, disinfect your home, and let everybody know that you did. And then, when you get together, and this has been so weird to not hug each other again, it's just so, but don't. Don't hug each other, don't touch each other, give each other each other's distance, but you can still be together. And then also, man, don't make any pressure. If somebody feels uncomfortable showing up, no pressure, right? All grace on this one. But don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Now, if, if, if it gets more intense and more serious and they're calling for us not to do that, well, then we'll follow, all right? But let's, let's, let's follow the, the leadership that we're getting right now. And then the last thing he says is this, but encourage one another daily and all the more as you see the day approaching. How do we love each other right now? You guys, let's encourage each other daily. You know, I, uh, I got done pretty early with this uh, this morning, so I actually went on Facebook and, and watched my home church, Kensington, back in Detroit, do their live service, and it was so good. I, I'll probably post it for you guys to watch. Just another angle at just the beauty and the hope of Jesus. But one of the reminders that they said was, you guys, this is, this is actually an amazing opportunity because it's slowing us all down. Your kids are going to be home. Many of you are going to be working from home. You're not traveling. Those of you guys and women, women and men who travel for your jobs, most of us are going to be home. Guess what? Who needs encouragement more than anybody from you than your kids and each other? What an amazing opportunity. Spend time together. And, and what's great is we want to actually resource. One of the ways we want to encourage you daily is we are providing a resource um, called Right Now Media. And Right Now Media is basically Netflix for like Bible study stuff. <laughs> you know, like there are so many options. There's, there's stuff for kids, there's stuff for adults. But if you want to be together as a family and just kind of continue to encourage each other with this love of God and his presence that's with you and keep 
keep yourself at peace and hope, then take advantage. Again, go to our resource page and, and tap on that and then uh, go to the Right Now Media. And, and by the way, here's the other thing we're doing daily. Is you're, uh, If you signed up for it, you are receiving a devotional, a Lent devotional every single day. And so I just want to encourage you, um, we can love each other. But I also want to say, man, stay tuned. Um, keep, keep checking out our, our webpage. Keep checking out our Facebook page because we are going to, even this week, going to be continuing to meet as a leadership team and go, how can we even more tangibly share the love of Christ? Not just with ourselves here at K2, but with our neighbors, with our schools, with the medical field that's, that's bogged down, with those who are, how can we do that? So we're going to be working hard this week um, to help. And so please keep, we will keep you posted. So keep in touch with us and we'll let you know. And here is the last thing I want to say to you. I, I, you know, for 16 years here at K2, I've, I've just said, man, I, I, obviously I love gathering together. But the, the most important thing I've, I've done in my own life, the, 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 the thing that feeds my soul and keeps me strong and at peace and hope is just connecting with God every day. I, I just, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this life where there's lots of trouble unless the one who says, I'll give you my peace, unless I connect with him. And I just want to encourage you, connect with God. Take some time and connect with him. Now, a part of that is, read, I, I just read the Bible. Right now, you guys, read the Psalms. Read the Psalms. They will so touch this kind of season that you're going through. But also, we're going to be sending out resources. I, I will also send out, um, it's called SOAP, Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. It's a very simple clear way to read the Bible in a way that actually connects you with God. But man, spend time. Let his words of peace and hope and strength just penetrate your soul. And pray. And just pray. Pray. Be with him. Listen to him. Share your concerns. Share your anxieties. Share your fears. Pray. Pray to him and then receive his word back to you. Um, and then uh, connect with God for others. Pray for people. Let's pray. And I want to tell you, man, pray for President Trump. Pray for our national leaders. Pray for the world leaders. Pray for Governor Herbert. We need to pray for the medical community. We need to be lifting up other people at this time. And let's do that. All right? So there you go, y'all. We can be, and God wants us to be, empty of fear and full of love. And perfect love drives out fear. And that perfect love is, is God himself. Band is going to come up. And when they put this set together, when I listen to this last song, I'm like, this could not be more perfect. I hope that this last song will take these words that you've heard, that you have a God who loves you, you have a God who is with you, you have a God who will walk through this, you have a God who works in all things together for the good, you have a God who nothing can separate you from his love. So in this song, it says, I will build my life upon your love. (laughs) It is the firm foundation and I will put my trust in you alone and I will not retake it. Man, soak these words in, sing these words. Remember, your life can be built on the love of God.
And then it says this, Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are. And listen, and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. God, I'm building my life on your love. I'm not going to shake. I have hope and peace because I have you. But then fill me up and lead me to be able to have love for those around me. Let's end with this worship song.